In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good morning and happy Monday. We've got some good news for the week. <laughs> Travis County no longer under a heat advisory. Right. Hope you had a good weekend. I'm Erica Brennis. And I'm Tom Miller. So the not so great news <laughs> is that some rain we had maybe hoped on is not necessarily coming today. Not for most of the area. We had some rain over the weekend. I got so the sprinkles. Did you get some on Saturday? Was a huge yeah. win. Just yeah. on that we were on the very far edge of it. All right. <laughs> and there could be some in Fayette County later on. We'll get into that as we go through the morning. And good morning to all of you. We start out with a live look from Georgetown, the Ewald Kubota weather cam. We are looking at a clear sky right now. Traffic flowing very nicely on I-35. Temperatures are in the low 70s and Fredericksburg and at Lampasas, the mid and upper 70s for most of the rest of the area. 79 right now at Camp Mabry, actually lower than yesterday's morning low, which tied a record at 80 degrees. Dew points are in the upper 50s to low and mid 60s through the hill country, the mid and upper 60s to lower 70s across I-35 and into our eastern viewing area. So that's where the air is a little more humid. We've got the wind coming back out of the south and south today. All right, 8 o'clock will be in the 80s, the 90s by noon, more triple digit highs for the afternoon and uh, we're going to find heat indices this afternoon around the same as the actual air temperature, which is what we saw for most of the area yesterday. We'll show you who has that low chance of rain today and who is under the heat alert for this Monday and we'll check the air quality forecast. We have a little dust to deal with and we'll tell you why in just a few minutes. Guys, back to you. Okay, thank you, Rich. This morning, crews in Georgetown are going to begin that process of removing a plane from the roof of a house. The plane crashed into the duplex yesterday after authorities say the pilot reported engine problems. KXA and Sarah Alshay tells us how neighbors quickly began helping those passengers to safety. They were scared. They didn't know what was going on. Looked really confused. A single engine plane sitting where part of this Georgetown home's roof once was. Ran across the street barefoot and... Uh, Went around, went around to the other house over there on the left, and it smelled like fuel. Dylan King and Brielle Morton live nearby. They helped the passengers of this plane get out safely. We went upstairs, and they were like climbing off the roof, and we just helped them, helped them get down off the roof, hold off my shirt, and put it on the. Um, pilot's mouth and nose. They say there were two women and a man on board. The Georgetown Fire Department says they were sent to the hospital but have since been released. They were limping but besides like blood and a few gashes and burnt feet from walking up on the roof um, they were in pretty good condition. Fire officials say they got a call shortly before noon from air traffic controllers at Georgetown Airport that a small single engine plane was having difficulty making it back to the runway. They say the people on board were coming back from having breakfast in Kerrville when they started having engine failure. Just veered away from the apartment complex behind you and I believe he just had to make that split second decision and ditched it into a single single home instead. Georgetown Fire says it arrived to find the people on the plane walking out of the front door thanks to help from neighbors. They say luckily it's an unoccupied duplex and no one lives there. As far as the home, they say it's not in bad shape. Fairly minimally impacted. Uh, probably the biggest concern is going to be the fuel that has dripped from the, the attic to the first to the second floor and now it's dripped down to the first floor. We've eliminated most of ignition sources that are around. We've cut the power to the house. Neighbors say they're just grateful things turned out how they did. Went up there expecting the worst and got the best. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Now we reached out to the Georgetown Airport to see if we could learn more about this plane and a spokesperson told us that it had no comment. 
The Department of Justice says Texas Governor Greg Abbott has until this afternoon to remove a wall of buoys now dividing the Rio Grande between Mexico and Texas. The DOJ says it's ready to sue Abbott over this thousand foot barrier. It's warning the state's buoy barrier is unlawful. The wall also has razor wire along the bank of the water. And in a DOJ uh, letter sent to Abbott, the agency argues the floating barrier was deployed without authorization from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. This morning on Today, live coverage from the U.S.-Mexico border. And NBC News' Priscilla Thompson is reporting on that divider meant to prevent migrants from crossing the river. Good morning. We're live in Eagle Pass, Texas, with the latest on the showdown over the U.S.-Mexico border. The Department of Justice telling Texas Governor Greg Abbott he must remove buoys that he placed in the water to prevent migrants from crossing. The DOJ saying that those buoys are inhumane and illegal. We'll have the latest on the fight that's playing out coming up on Today. The investigation continues today after a gun accidentally went off inside an East 6th Street bar early Saturday morning. Two people were hurt. According to the 512 bar's general manager, the gun was snuck in past bar security and accidentally fired into the floor. Austin Travis County EMS say that two people were not directly hit by the bullet and they should be okay. People that work near the bar say that the street can get rowdy at night and that they feel safest during the day. One person we spoke to says despite businesses hiring their own security, sometimes there's no stopping danger. There's always like thousands of people out here at night sometimes. So there's only so much a bar, like a bar, like our owners can do out here uh, to protect their people. One person was detained at the scene, but APD has not said if anyone has been arrested. This morning, police are still looking for the person that broke into the NAACP office in East Austin. That's according to the president of the Austin chapter, Nelson Linder. Linder says someone threw a brick into the front window, broke things inside, and stole items. In this business, there's always something happening. You can always be aware in these times. Uh, just, just, just to fight that, how dangerous this world really is. But I always advise folks, too, don't make any assumptions here because there are all kinds of folks out there. And this appears to be more personal than political. And that's important that folks know that. He says nobody was in the office on East 11th Street at the time of the incident. Severe flooding to the north. The video of search and rescues out of Canada as people go missing. New numbers showing just how much parents are spending and where in Texas it costs the most as many are struggling to afford childcare. Good morning and happy Monday. A beautiful shot of the downtown skyline atop our studio here in West Campus. Hope you had a great weekend and you're ready to tackle this new week. The search continues for four missing people in Nova Scotia, Canada, where widespread flooding has caused severe damage to roads, homes, bridges, and railways. NBC's Aaron Gilchrist is there following that extreme flooding. I'm Aaron Gilchrist, tracking historic flooding on the Canadian East Coast. A dramatic scene in Halifax, rescuers lowering into rushing floodwaters, battling ferocious wind to airlift a camper. Four people, including two children, went missing when the cars they were in became submerged. People forced to wade into high water as thunderstorms in Nova Scotia dumped nearly a foot of rain since Friday morning. We got three months worth of rain in less than 24 hours. It came fast and it came furious. 
In the aftermath, firefighters ziplining over washed out roads trying to move supplies and stranded people. With states of emergency now in effect as Canadians try to dry out and survey the damage. That was Aaron Gilchrist reporting. We have a list looking at the best days and the best ways to save money. 99 deals to help you not break the bank. And as we deal with this heat here in Texas, why one popular Austin splash pad has been out of service almost the entire summer and why it may not be back open for a while. Good morning, a live look over downtown Austin as we kick off this Monday morning and a new week here as we're right in the middle of summer in Central Texas. And we want to start off your week helping you save a little money. Money experts at AARP have put together a list Look at some of the best days and the best ways to save money. It's a list with 99 deals and Sally Hernandez looked at some of the best. Neil, what are some of your top tips for finding deals at the grocery store? Let's start there. So we give a lot of advice of what to do before you leave the house. Look at the app or website of your grocery store. Two thirds of grocery stores now offer exclusive discounts online. This morning, I looked at the store that I go to frequently. They had 230 coupons that were online only. What are some of your other favorite things on that list? Well, we'll stay at the grocery store and we'll get you in the store. Um, we just did some research about house brands versus name brands. We had reporters across the country shop a, uh, uh, a list of 32 items and compare the prices. Overall, they saved 27% by buying the house brand over the uh, uh, name brands. Finally, do self-checkout. All kinds of studies have shown the psychology of it, that you really do tend to shop and, and get less than if you just let someone else check you out. When it comes to summer traveling, any tips on how we can save money there? We found an interesting study that showed that the best time to book an airplane flight is 28 to 35 days prior to the flight compared with waiting to look for a last minute deal. That's a sweet spot. Um, in general, you could save over 10% by booking your ticket then. Likewise, we found another study that showed that booking on a Sunday will save you five to 15% compared with booking on a Friday. Where else can we find those tips, by the way? So go to ARP.org slash ways to save. You'll find this year's 99 ways. There's some bonus tips there. And there's also some of the past year's additions. We've done it 14 years straight. Wow, 14 years and keeps going strong. Thank you again for joining us. It's been my pleasure. A prized rodeo goat in South Texas is missing. And the people in the Raymondville community are offering gifts and more for the person who can find it. The goat escaped from a pen in the county's rodeo arena on July 15th following a youth rodeo. Local businesses have donated nearly 90 prizes and gifts worth more than $5,000, including brisket, drinks, and salon services. As a reward, they're using their own horses, ATVs, and even contemplating using a helicopter to find the missing goat.
They need an air tag on him. <laughs> That's right, hanging from the collar. Yeah. It, initially, it didn't have a name, I read, when, when it went missing, but they've since named it okay. Willie. Oh. So it's Willie the Missing Goat. He's just out willying around, isn't he? That's right. That's right. He's like, I got to munch on these Willie trees Willie was like, over I'm here. free. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dumb dad jokes aside. It's okay. <laughs> Let's so we, talk about the weather. Let's talk about the fact that I was singing in the rain on Saturday evening when I took my Ooh. recycles to the bin because I wanted to walk in that little shower that yeah. we had, and it sure was nice to see I don't think you it. were alone in that. I, I no. saw some people running in the rain. There were a lot of Gene Kellys uh, singing in the <laughs> rain on Saturday, and a few yesterday as well, but right now the weather is dry. We start out with a live look from the Austonian where we are reporting a mostly clear sky right now. Temperature is at 79 degrees. Yesterday we hit a high of 106. That was not close to the record. The record for yesterday will stand at 110. It was 8 degrees above normal. We'll be in similar numbers today. That 106 combined with morning low of 80 raises the average temperature for the first 23 days of July down to 90.8. It's the hottest start that we've ever had to a July here in Austin. By noon today, we are already in the upper half of the 90s at many locations on our way to high temperatures once again this afternoon, about 101 to 105 and we will be in similar numbers again tomorrow. Our maximum heat indices this afternoon will rise to about 104 to 108. This is where we were on the highest end yesterday. Yesterday, we had heat advisories from Travis and Hayes counties eastward. Today, only Fayette County off to our east, but we also have a heat advisory for Burnett, Lano, Lampasas, and San Saba counties. It goes into effect at one o'clock today, lasts until eight o'clock tonight. Stationary front has uh, moved from south of us to north of us. As a result, that front eventually will wash out as we get further into time. The high again just wobbles through the southwestern part of the United States, kind of heads back here as we get into the weekend, and that limits the chance of rain. We may see a few showers popping up later this afternoon across sections of Fayette and Lee counties, but that would be about it nothing else to tell you about and there is still a little bit of that smoke from the Canadian wildfires according to the TCEQ leading to a forecast of not only for moderate ozone for moderate particulate matter as well from the first morning weather center will go with the high of 105 with that low rain chance well to our east mostly sunny south to southeast wind at 5 to 10 if we get to 105 it ties the record that was set last year 105 tomorrow will tie a record set in 2011 we stay in triple digits with plenty of sun. There may be some rain late Saturday night into early Sunday morning. Okay, thank you, Rich. Coral reefs in Florida, they are in grave danger. The threat here, ocean water that's too high. As Ari Oza reports, the high temperatures cause corals to bleach, which means they lose their algae that gives them their color. A healthy coral reef looks like this, but corals are sensitive, and with water temperatures soaring in South Florida, researchers are worried this will happen. See those white areas? That's called coral bleaching. So right now we're on track for corals to bleach this summer and bleach for a longer period than they've ever bleached before, which will likely lead to high levels of coral mortality. How worried are you about the fate of the coral reefs in Florida right now? Very worried. Well, it's really concerning because these high temperatures are, are just one more stressor on top of all of the other stressors that our, our reefs here uh, face in Florida. Coral researcher Dr. Abigail Renegar showed us the specimens they're raising at Nova Southeastern University, which go from these tanks to the reefs of Broward County. 
But right now, they've halted the coral planting effort because the water is just too hot. Divers are recording temperatures in the high 80s, as deep as 70 feet. And combined with stony coral tissue disease, which you can see here, and pollution, Florida reefs keep taking punches, wave after wave. Bill Precht has been studying corals for 45 years. It's a very grim forecast, and someone asked me just the other day, well, what can we do about it now? And right now, today, there's nothing we can do about it. This team is studying pollutants that are dangerous to corals, and through genetic engineering, researchers are developing corals which can tolerate higher water temperatures. They are, but the question is, how many, and how can they scale that up? And that's the question for the future. But the question for the summer of 2023 is, how bad is it going to get? So how bad will the hit be to ecotourism and the fishing industry, which depend on healthy reefs? It's a one, two, three punch that is devastating, both ecologically and economically. New data analyzed by KXAN investigators shows parents in Travis County are paying more for child care than any other county across the state. The data from the U.S. Department of Labor estimates the majority of parents in Travis County last year were paying at least $11,000 annually for an infant in daycare. Tarrant, Collin, Denton, and Ellis counties in North Texas are just behind. Morgan Hubbard, who lives in East Austin, is not surprised after trying to get her daughter in daycare. We realized we were stuck in the middle where we either made too much to get assistance or we didn't make enough to just put her into even a part-time daycare center because the rates were so high. Lawmakers have heard concerns and this past regular session voted to place a constitutional amendment on the November ballot to provide tax relief for child care centers. Child advocates say that would help daycares reinvest in their workforce and even open a classroom that they had to close due to staffing. The results are in for the Barbenheimer box office <laughs> battle this weekend and the showdown between the two films with entirely different tones. And it was Barbie that <laughs> yeah. took home the gold here, dancing its way to $155 million during its first three days in theaters. That's the highest opening so far this year. Also the biggest opening ever for a movie directed by a woman. At the same time, Oppenheimer brought in about half that making $80 million during its opening weekend. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. The Rangers were in action as their mission was to avoid the brooms from the Dodgers who sought to sweep the Rangers in Arlington on Sunday. We go to a Pat Globe Live field for these, this match between the two division leaders, final game of the three-game series, and Max Muncy with a grand slam to start the scoring off of the top of the first for the Dodgers, but the Rangers would come back. Two on for Jonah Heim. He hits this one deep to right field, and Outman can't hold on to it, and that is going to score two runs. That cuts the deficit in half. Rangers would tie it up. Bottom of the second, Josh Young gets this one to squeak through to the outfield, and that will score the go-ahead run. Rangers up 5-4 to four at that point. Then Leody Tavares. Going to add more to the lead here into the right center gap. That scores two for Texas. And the Rangers win this one 8-4 to four to avoid the sweep. They will play the Houston Astros tonight in Houston. Speaking of the Astros, they wrapped up their series with the Oakland A's yesterday. Bottom of the first, they didn't get off to a great start. J.J. Bleday 
starts the scoring off for the A's with this home run. The right center, 424 feet to be exact. Top of the fifth, same score. Yiner Diaz, though, answers for Houston. Hits this one over the left field wall. That's his 11th home run of the season, and that would tie it at one. Bottom of the sixth, Tyler Soderstrom. Base hit up the middle, and that gives the A's the 2-1 to lead. Base is loaded for the Astros. Corey Jokes with a full count. Taylor Scott helps them out, though. That pitch is high and out of the zone, and that allows the tying run to come to the plate after ball four. And then Mauricio Dubon does the rest in the top of the ninth. Hits this one to left field. That's gone. 3-2. to two. Astros at that point. They're fired up. Now it's time for Brian Abreu to go for the save for Oakland. Two outs here, and he K's the lead Miss Diaz swinging to end the game. Astros win it 3-2. to two. And finally, final round of the Open Championship on Sunday. Brian Harmon, who led every round, completed the task on Sunday after drilling this par putt on the final hole. He makes it official, winning the Claret Jug by six strokes. It had been 2,268 days since he last won on the PGA Tour. Not a bad day for the 36-year-old Harmon. Well, that's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.